The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. So uh, as we record this show today, it is Halloween in Chicago, which can only mean one thing, Adam. What does it mean? It means the kids are ready to run around and enjoy trick-or-treating and get lots of candy. And it means it's snowing. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> because every year at Trick or Treat, every every Halloween in Chicago, it snows. And as we record this this morning, I'm looking out my window and there's snow on the ground. And it's not even November. Welcome to Chicago. Terrible. I know. We're going to have to dust <laughs> off the car. We're going to have to get my duster. Well, we... Oh, is that what we call those? You call them dusters? Whatever, I just, I don't know what you call them. What do you call them? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I've never known what to call them. <laughs> Snowbrush, I think. Is Snowbrush, yeah, okay. All right, well, it's time to do a show, and we call this show Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. So not only is it Halloween in Chicago, but uh, throughout the rest of the world, it's the day that the Ballon d'Or winners are announced. And um, I don't have a drum roll for you, but uh, if you okay. wouldn't mind telling everybody, I'm sure by the time this comes out, everyone will know. But these are some pretty shocking names. Um, yeah. The one for the uh, men's Ballon d'Or. We'll start there. Yeah. So, so the, it actually took place yesterday. And so everything's going on. Yesterday was Monday. So they announced all of the winners. And on the men's side, it, this was a shocker. I'm Couldn't sitting. I'm sitting down. Uh, Lionel Messi. What? Or as, I call, as I call him, Lionel Messi. <laughs> yeah. For him winning the World Cup and also taking into Miami to a whole new stratosphere, yeah. being the worst team in the league and getting them to a couple of cup finals, <laughs> which was pretty impressive. Uh, he scored like 11 goals in 14 games, I think is what it was. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty He's got his own TV series here in, yeah, in, exactly. in America. Got, got his own TV. I just watched the Beckham uh, Netflix thing, by the way. It's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he is the winner, Ballon d'Or. Now, he just beat out, and I, I thought – if I'm Erling Haaland, I'm pretty upset because I thought he had a really good chance of getting it. But I think his time will come. I mean, he scored 30, 35 goals, I think it was, in 36 games. So that was pretty. that's a pretty good – actually, 36 goals in 35 games, which is pretty darn good. Yeah. <laughs> and 52, 52 goals – when, and obviously Manchester City won everything. They won the Premier League, the Champions League. <laughs> what Cup, else does so. the man have to do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's exactly. And yeah. they did win the club of the year, the team of the year. So so that was good. Um, uh, Venetius Vin uh, was kind of given an award for his, um, they call it the Socrates Award for his contribution of off the field uh, things because obviously he was dealing with all kinds of issues with racial abuse and right. how he's kind of talking about that, which is great. Man City won the club of the year. Um, Martinez from Aston Villa, he was the goalkeeper of the year, even okay. though he did a good, goofy thing at the end, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then I think a future Ballon d'Or winner was the young player of the year. So the end, they give a special award to under twenty-one players, and that was. Uh, 
Jude Bellingham from England. Oh yeah, he's gonna, yeah, he's, he's tearing just, it up. Absolutely tearing it up. So yeah, I was that was really good. And then obviously, don't forget about the women. So on the women's side, uh, so they had their winners as well. And I, I was a bit, uh, I wasn't surprised that she won it, especially because Spain won the final. But Atiana Bonmarti, who was the left back in the World Cup final, scored the winning goal in the World Cup final. That probably will get you pretty well. Yeah. And was certainly the best player. She was the uh, top player, uh, won the Ballon d'Or for uh, women's soccer. And then Sam Kerr. Uh, of Chelsea in Australia, who scored that great goal as well in the semi-final. She was second, um, and then there was uh, England had another goalkeeper who was in the top five. She was pretty good. A couple of other Spanish players were also in the top ten. But uh, yeah, so uh, exciting, exciting time for all of those players to receive their awards and eight eight times the winner for Lionel Messi. Well, as uh, far as the women go, uh, it uh, it does show you the rest of the world has caught up to us. Yes, right. But uh, yes, that's good though. It's good. You know, you want uh, you want it to be a competitive thing. And, and now that all these countries are playing and the women are getting to play in all the countries, that's culturally a significant development. Well, exactly. And I think the biggest thing is. We didn't even have a player in the top ten for the females. Amazing! So that is that's alarm bells right there. Yeah, come on, we've got we we got to pick this up, and I know we will. So, but that's something that we we're going to need to address. You know, get a new manager in, and yeah, get all that squared away. So, uh, yeah. In, but, well, uh, as the uh, director of coaching for the state of Illinois, maybe uh, maybe you should uh, start to churning out some some champs. We will definitely do that. It's, it's our responsibility. We will make sure we do that. Not All a right. problem. We'll talk about that a little more uh, later in the show, but right yeah. now it's time to find out what's happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? And uh, I watched uh, quite a few games this weekend. I mean, there weren't as many on Saturday as there normally are, which always depresses me mm, because I, yeah, I need to be up. flipping uh, back and forth. But I did watch the Manchester Derby on, on Sunday, and yeah. uh, that's really no longer a competitive game, is it? It was uh, really Manchester City, Manchester City just you know scoring when they want to score. It was embarrassingly easy for them in a game which is now – turned into Man City. How many are Man City going to beat Man United by? Yeah. Um, and it was that was probably the toughest thing, I'm sure, for Man United fans to watch. I mean, I think they, everybody understands Man United is not as good as Manchester City. Right. But... They used to show so up for this it. game, though. They used to. Yeah. This used to be the game. And actually, in fairness, you know, about a decade ago or a little more, uh, it was the other way around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they they were called the noisy neighbors by Sir Alex Ferguson. Uh, he would always joke about, oh, nothing to worry about. Well, right. really, in the last 200 games, you know, in terms of all of Guardiola's games that he's been coaching, I think uh, you can say that since he's been there, Manchester City are no longer the noisy neighbors. They are the strongest neighbors yeah. and the best neighbors by by far so right. yeah i mean it's just really disappointing and i think united uh, manchester united are going to have to really look at 
where they go from here, what they're going to do, because of especially when you look at the lineup. I know. And this is this is my concern. And again, they've got lots of injuries. Well, I think it may even go back to the manager. I think obviously, ultimately, it's always going to be up to the manager. What's going to the manager is going to be the first to go. Yeah. But I, I here's my thing, Rick. I think I see a connection. He's got too many Ajax players on his team. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And, I, and I'm serious. And I don't yeah. know if you if you follow Dutch soccer. Do you know where Ajax is right now? No. Bottom of the table. What they are? Yes. Absolutely shocking. Wow. They are bottom of the Dutch league. Couldn't believe it. It was a big story about it. And I was shocked when I saw it. I mean, we, we went there. Yeah. We visited there. You and I were there. Yeah. And uh, maybe there's a little bit of a a note there that you can say. But some of the players he's brought in, obviously yeah. Anana was a former goalkeeper of his at Ajax before he went to uh, Inter Milan. Uh, Anthony and Martinez, all of these players. Now, Martinez is not even getting into this tech team. He's obviously going with Maguire and Evans. Yeah. So there's a lot of que- you know question marks. Evans is older. That's not to say they're not good enough players, but I think most people are saying they're back four. That's their second string back four that they're playing. Yeah, I think, and, I uh, think Martinez is hurt. Um, yes. But, um, but you're right. I mean, whenever I see Harry Maguire in there, I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. yeah, no offense. Now, and, and again, that's not to take anything away from what he has done for England and and certainly for Manchester United and Leicester before him and everything else because he's obviously a, a very good player. It's just I think the way that Manchester United wants to play doesn't suit him. Right. And so I think that's part of the issue. You know, sitting at Leicester, he was great because he just would sit back and balls over the top was never really too much of an issue. But yeah. if he's a Man traditional United, old sweeper. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Almost a center back. Yeah. And he's, he's, you know, he'll make mistakes just like anybody, but he's, he's going to have a hard time against <laughs> the a front four of Haaland, Foden, Alvarez, and Grealish. You know, know. They're just, they're just yeah. running rings around them. And so that's the biggest thing. So, so going back to Ted Hogg, I, I think he, he's definitely, he, if there's a, a manager who's feeling the pressure has to be him. Yeah. Because he it's he's brought players in, they did well, but they have to figure it out. They well, you know, he's in the quick. Champions League, which he got them into last year, uh, which is something mm-hmm. they hadn't been in in a few yes. years. Um, so you can't take that away from him uh, from last year. Last year was not this year, though. They're in eighth place. They exactly. have a goal differential of negative five. And most importantly, they are brutal to watch. They are just boring. Yeah. yeah. And that's got to be hard for Manchester United fans to, to take. I totally agree. And I think, you know, we're not sure what everybody talks about a plan. In coaching education, we always talk to our coaches about have a plan. What are you going to do? How are you going to coach? How are you going to do this? I'm not sure if Ten Hag has a plan. Yeah, and that's what's really like concerning. It. That's what's really concerning to all the Manchester United fans. What's uh, going to yeah. happen next? Naming uh, Fernandez as the captain seems like a weird move. I know he's a great player, mm-hmm. but uh, his disposition is very uncaptain-like. Let's put it that way. Totally agree. Totally agree. And 
And I know when he he has some, you know, emotionally, I'm not sure if he can keep it all together. Well, that's not what you need in a captain. And then Anthony, when he came on, oh my goodness, that guy was like a man possessed. He just went out and started fouling. People, I know, you know, I know. It's like, dude, don't I you mean, realize you've got like domestic abuse uh, 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 accusations against you? I think, yeah, I think there was a lot of anger, then yeah. frustration there that kicked was built up that came out. I mean, him and on Doku, the the young uh, Manchester City player. I mean, he just was like whacking him. I'm yeah, just like what are you doing, dude? Well, they, they do honestly. They look like they're out of control when when they're losing at the end of the game. This I've seen this happen several times already. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. All yes. right. So Ten Hag's head is on a pike right now. Uh, or definitely, as, he's definitely in trouble. But he's not the mm-hmm. only manager. Right in the in the Premier League that is in trouble. I was reading ESPN.com. Uh, they just graded after ten games. They graded all the Premier League uh, teams and the managers, and mm-hmm. the lowest grade was given to Ponch Ponchettino at uh, at Chelsea. They gave him an F. Now I don't know about that, you have some. There have been some rumblings out of you. I've heard it. Uh, if he loses to his old club Tottenham, uh, it, I mean, is he in trouble? Chelsea changes uh, managers like I change socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's I don't know. I just I was really frustrated with the game against Brentford. I mean, it was the classic counter punch game, right? So yeah. Chelsea dominated the game, dominated, lots of chances. I, I personally see some improvement in terms of them at least create they, before they weren't even creating chances they were struggling to create those now they're creating chances they're not finishing the chances right they certainly have a lot of possession they're, they're missing there's you know they're missing players in terms of strikers yeah. and they're being they're being rash I mean I don't know why they couldn't have Within their one billion dollars that they spent, <laughs> they couldn't have found a striker because I'm not sure if Nicholas Jackson is going to do it. And, and Nakunu is obviously missing with an injury. Right. All of these players, there's lots of things. Reese James is coming back, so I think they're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a big game for them against Spurs. Obviously, it's a massive game for just Pochettino's himself. I think Chelsea will be fired up for it. Yeah. I, I think I actually, it'll be a good game. I Just agree like with Arsenal. You. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have... Uh, but uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give them an F. I, I think that's a little harsh. I, I Certainly a C. Maybe okay. C minus. But again, he's got a brand new team, bunch of new players. They've shown... They've been playing well in fits and starts. There's, there's things that, that are moving somewhat forward. They're in. They're still in the cups. They haven't been knocked out of the FA Cup yet because they haven't played. So that's good. So they're still in all the cups. And I think you know, a couple of things. It might be similar to what Ten Hag did last year. You know, with Manchester United, if he can, if they can move them forward, move them up. They got a chance. Yeah. <clears throat> well, they did win three in a row before this week. So you, you know, don't want to panic yeah, too it, much it, over one game. Exactly. And yeah. it was the like I said, classic Brentford. Are not a great team. And they'll be the first to admit it in terms of how they play. 
They're just sitting on the counter, and they they took care of business on those counterattacks and scored a couple goal. The second goal, I don't even count it. I mean, the goal. Did you see the second yeah, goal? Yeah, I, I did. I <laughs> did. It's like, oh my gosh! Yeah. It's like the worst thing that happened. You know, and Sanchez, the same thing. You know. Again, yeah. If you didn't see it, the <laughs> goalie went up to to try to uh, get the head ball to tie the game. Uh, he didn't get it. Uh, the <laughs> Brentford took it the rest of the way and just kicked it into the open goal. Yeah. What do they call yeah. that in hockey? An open net? Or yeah, something? it's an, an open, open netter. Net yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. All right. So yeah, um, you know we're ten games in. Uh, yeah. This is usually the time when uh, rash. Management uh, starts uh, hacking people left and right. Is there mm-hmm. is there anybody else in the Premier League who should be looking over their shoulder at this point? I think, and I think you mentioned it in our in our pre pre meeting notes, has to be the Sheffield United manager, yeah, Paul Heckenbottom. I mean, he is in serious serious trouble. Um, if you watch the game, I did. They did not oh. look good. Yeah, five nil to Arsenal, and it yes. wasn't that close. You know, it, yeah, and I, I don't think it got onto the ship or onto the <clears> Arsenal <throat> side of the field. <laughs> it was like one of those games. It was like my when my I was coaching my son's team at the beginning of his career. It was like, hey guys, let's try to get it on their side of the field. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw the statistic. This tells you everything. They've lost nine of their ten games, yep, and they have a goal difference of minus twenty-two. That's the that's <laughs> in ten the games worst, <laughs> in ten games. That's the worst start by any side in a Premier League season. Yeah. So, I'm thinking if they don't win their next game, he's, he's a gone. goner, and they yeah, he's a goner. I think uh, Chris Wilder, the former manager, is one of the favorites potentially to come in and replace him, which would be. Interesting, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's definitely in a lot of trouble, and uh, they they're hopefully going to try and get some type of a result this weekend. But doesn't look great. They've got a tough game again. Well, we've got a a game that could potentially win at home against Wolves, but Wolves are I think playing really well. Even yeah. though I predicted them to go down. So, <laughs> well, so you know uh, the other. Uh, big game at the bottom of the table was uh, Bournemouth and Burnley, and I did watch uh, some of that game. Um, you know, Burnley, I just keep expecting them to be better. Uh, I, you know, they have a good coach. Mm-hmm. They they seem to be a cohesive unit. They they play well at times, and, and yet they always seem to be uh, losing games. <laughs> they lost to Bournemouth. Yeah. Uh, in a game that I thought Burnley outplayed Bournemouth, and what are you going to do? It's a six-pointer, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think um, they're not quite there. They're not necessarily at the the standard that needs to be. I think um, talking with my good friend, who's a Burnley fan, my one of my former college players, he he just basically says, and I think he's probably it's a different team each week. They're, they're trying to find out who their best players are. They haven't figured it out yet. They're trying lots of different plays in different positions, and that seems to be the biggest issue. They just can't figure out who should be playing where and and when. So that's been the biggest issue for them. They just can't figure out the the, the lineup, and they're young as well. They've got some young players in there too. Okay, well, something to keep an eye on. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think. Uh, 
Vincent Company's in any danger of getting fired, do you? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think everybody knew that it was going to be, if they stay up, that's going to be a major accomplishment. Right. That's for sure. All right, let's talk about the Champions League because that's been going on in the background here over the last uh, couple of weeks. And we haven't mm-hmm. checked in how the English teams yeah. are doing. Maybe. Maybe you're like me. Uh, Liverpool's not in it this year, so I'm not quite as interested <laughs> as I normally am, and Chelsea's not in it, and you're not as interested as you normally are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right, yeah. I don't even watch it. It's but just worthless. <laughs> I, a City and Arsenal are leading their groups. Um, yeah. But Manchester United and Newcastle are struggling. Yeah. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, it's interesting. I think, I th- when I think you watched... Uh, the, I, I don't know. You watched the Newcastle game as well, did you? I watch did. That yeah. Newcastle? yeah, yeah, I did too. It was pouring down with rain. Felt bad. And I thought they played pretty well. It was a little bit unlucky to come out with a loss there at home against Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's. I mean, did you see that group? Yeah. You got PSG, Borussia Dortmund, Newcastle, and AC Milan. I mean, that's got, brutal. Man, that's an absolutely. Ter- Terrible group for Newcastle. <laughs> to be fair to Newcastle, they're holding up. The biggest issue for Newcastle is that they've got more games away than they have at home coming up. Yeah. So that's going to hurt them. Um, so it's it's tightish. Uh, but they, if they would have got a result against Borussia Dortmund, that would have been huge. That's for sure. Um, I think Man City are cruising. Yeah. No problems there. Um, and then Barcelona actually are off to a decent start too. They've got three wins as well in their in their group but again not a terribly tough group with and some Madrid of the teams too running. Madrid I, and yeah. Real Madrid yeah so Real Madrid they've got seven uh, I think they have seven points uh, yeah. nine points they've got nine. three wins yeah, yeah too yeah and Arsenal's up there so I think this traditionally I think you're going to find the same teams going through by Munich's top I mean they're in the same group as Manchester United the problem with Manchester United they lost two games Right, and so they've got to figure out a way to at least get a result in this next one. So uh, we'll find out. Well, I watched the uh, uh, AC Milan versus PSG game because mm-hmm. um, my son is—he's now a huge AC Milan fan. He's yeah, yeah. He watches all of their games, and they do have Christian Pulisic and uh, Musa mm-hmm. from the uh, the American uh, national team. Yeah. And I got to say, they did not look very good. Um, but then again, they're playing PSG, which is a world powerhouse, and Mbappe. There is yes. no one in the world that can cover that man. And I think he's doing even better this year without the other stars there. Yeah, he's he is so good. They, they did this um, analysis. I don't know if uh, – and I love watching Thierry Henry when they do some different things. Um, concerning how they play, but he because Thierry Henry is the under twenty one French uh, manager, oh, and he was talking. He was yeah, he's he was talking about one of the players that they have. His name is Zaire Emery. He's only seventeen, plays for PSG, but he's playing centre mid for him, and he is really really good. But what Thierry Henry did, he broke him down. The fact that he basically plays off Mbappe. Wherever Mbappe goes, he moves out of his space. So ah. it absolutely, it was amazing. Yeah. So if you, if anybody's out there and types in the types in a little clip that Thierry Henry breaks down what Zaire Emery does and how he cre- helps create space for Mbappe, and then when Mbappe's there, nobody can. And even Thierry Henry said this. 
can't stop him. No. He is that good. When he's one-on-one, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. I, Absolutely I, done. When, it's, when he's around the box and he's got the ball, um, every player on the other team is praying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he just kicks it over or somehow misses it because he's getting his shot off. I, yeah. People don't block his shots. I don't know. I don't know how he does it. He has uh, some sort of a superpower. I mean, first of all, he's ridiculously fast. Um, you know, he can't be covered. But he also <laughs> has this ability, even when he's stopped, to yeah. have uh, just enough space to get a shot off. And I don't know mm-hmm. how he does that. I've, I've been watching him for a couple of years now. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. His movement makes him such a great player. You know, it's not just necessarily the skills that he has, which is obviously unbelievable, but he just finds space where nobody else can find yeah. it. So he's, yeah. he's like a like a messy yep. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Illinois Youth Soccer has been proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975 and has a strong history of credibility. Illinois Youth Soccer is a nonprofit corporation, official state association, administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the Olympic Development Program, and referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. And I think there might be some more news coming out of your office. And now, the latest Chicago-area soccer news. Soccer news news. with Coach Coach Adam. What else is happening? Yeah, lots of things happening. Exciting times as we kind of come to the end of the fall season. Or the start of the winter, yeah. As, it, as I look outside, um, <laughs> the snow but, is uh, a surefire sign. Yeah, but it's supposed to warm up a little bit this weekend, which is mm-hmm. great because we're hosting our state cup championships up in Rockford. We've got five games. All, this is all of the uh, the girls' teams, fifteen U through nineteen U. So, uh, wish all the teams the best of luck. So, we'll definitely have a bit of a wrap up next week with those teams. Okay, um, and then along with that. We'll have, um, we also have our Olympic Development Program registration closes this week. So if people are interested in being part of that program where there's the opportunity go, to go to the regional level to then potentially make a national ODP team, which we had over 20 players do this past year, which wow. was fantastic. Um, so uh, hopefully, you know, that might be you. You know, it might be your son, Me, maybe I'm your 60. daughter. <laughs> Yeah, it could be you. Yeah, you're still eligible. You're still eligible. I've got a broken could arm. Be... <laughs> so it could be <laughs> it could be anybody um out there. So if you're interested, certainly contact us and uh, we'll make sure that we get you all signed up, ready to go. And uh yeah, so lots of things, coaching education, got a bunch of new courses. We'll be sending out a big huge blurb here this week, but Excited to be hosting a couple more C licenses in 2024. Our B license is already on a wait list, so we have that many people already signed up. And then uh, our club leadership uh, technical course, which is the the DOC course, we're going to be hosting a couple more of those next year too. So all that information's going to be on our website. Look out for some mailings very soon, but lots of things happening. Great. That sounds exciting. It's uh, time for your favorite part of the show. Time now to guess the Premier League star. All right. So this one, um, you might want to put quotes around star. Oh, great. Here we go. Here we go. But, uh, you know, as someone who has 
encyclopedic knowledge of the Premier League like yourself. This should not be a problem. All right. All right. Might be for some of our listeners. Uh, I'm warning you. uh, See if you can beat uh, Adam on this one. It's going to be a tough one. Although, excuse me, he is uh, he's 30 years old. So he's a player that's been around. All right. And he, he plays for a top 10 team that's in the mm. top 10 currently as we record this on Halloween. Okay. He is a defender, which is why, you know, maybe you don't know him, but uh, defenders are people too. He plays for his national team. Okay. But that team is not England. But he was born in England? <clears throat> he, uh-oh. Yes. Rick, you're going to have to start thinking about going in a different direction. If you keep on picking up, picking on players that beat Chelsea, it's not going to work out for you. So Uh I'm going to blast this out. Uh His name is Mr. Ethan Pinnock, and he is not even close to being a star. Well, he did score a winning goal in a Premier League game this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did. Wow. You've you've cracked my code. Yeah. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, the funny thing is, so he played for a club team when he was younger in his youth career that I used to play against on a regular basis. The name of his club team was called Glebe. Sounds kind of strange, (laughs) right? I used to play for a club, a club called the Magpies, and okay. uh, we used to play. We used to play Glebe in our league. Yeah, it was, it's it's basically because because and this obviously makes a lot of sense. My team was so good that we had to move out of the uh, suburbs into London to play some London area teams. Sure, so, yeah, because we were winning way too much. We like to like to challenge ourselves. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, but yeah, I played against his uh, very first youth club team, and uh, wow, yeah. Well, I, I just go. I chose him not only because he scored the winning goal. Yeah, I know. Um, that's the main reason. But I also chose him because I wanted to uh, mention his his other teams that he played for, uh, which are Barnsley, Forest <laughs> Green Rovers, and this yeah. is my favorite one, Dulwich Hamlet. Yes, yeah, Dulwich Hamlet. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there you go. Well, <clears throat> so congratulations to you. You've cracked my code. I may have to yes. uh, find a new way to uh, do that feature. Yes, expand <laughs> it so it's not plays who score against Chelsea. That's just basically how you need to It's still a it. big enough pool. It's still a big Yeah, all right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> it's time for my favorite part of the show. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. So uh, I haven't checked the schedule yet. What kind of uh, games do we have coming up this weekend? Yeah, we've got some good ones. Um it's a little bit of a very heavy Saturday schedule, which is great for you. Um, yeah. Early games now. Remember, <laughs> so you were just sitting there waiting for this for this oh, one because I, I mean I, I barely got I barely got a three clues out, and you already oh, I were. Knew it. I knew it. I knew yeah. it was coming. You probably had it written it on coming. a piece of paper somewhere. Yeah, I had both <laughs> of the goal scorers in there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, no, you're fine. Um, so remember, the other interesting thing is, so my daughter is actually in London right now visiting my mom, and uh, they had to put the clocks. Oh, right. They messed around with the yeah. clocks. So that's going to affect the Saturday games. 
which is absolutely brilliant for your sleep habits because that means they kick off an hour later. So instead of the 6.30 game, we now have a 7.30 game. But on only Saturday. on Saturday. On Sunday. Only on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Sunday, it's back to normal. Right. right? But the game's at 8 o'clock. Can you okay. get up for that? Now? I think I eight can do that. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Just checking. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so Saturday, a little bit later. So typically we have the 9 o'clock kickoffs. They're going to be 10 o'clock kickoffs. Um, but the game to watch is actually going to be a little later too, 12.30. I think it's going to be a really good. From St. James's Park. Uh-oh. That's my Newcastle accent. Yeah. Newcastle versus Arsenal, I think, is going to be a really good match on Saturday. Definitely wow. worth watching. That's probably going to be on NBC. But that's not my pick of the week. Oh. Because it has to be Monday. Okay. They, don't, they used to call it Three Points Lane. Because Chelsea would always win there. And now they're at the, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's going to be the current leaders of the of the Premiership, Tottenham Hotspurs versus the eleventh ranked team against the uh, the <laughs> up and comers, also known as Chelsea FC. So uh, that's going to be on Peacock. So make sure you've got all your alliances set up, ready to go. That's a Monday game. So that's the Monday game. So people get out of work early, head to the pubs, watch it on your iPads, whatever you need to do. That's going to be a big one, okay. especially in my office because we've got a Spurs fan in there <laughs> who I don't talk to. On, I don't really talk to him much anyway. Wow, I've never met went, one of those in real life. Yeah, I know. There's not many of them. Yeah. There really isn't. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I've actually met more now. They're top of the league. Oh, you're a Spurs fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, always yeah, been. Always oh, been yeah. a big fan. <laughs> of course you are. Just like, yeah. Oh, you did. But you was Man City last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I thought of you. Uh-huh. I keep forgetting. So, yeah. But should be a good one. So, Saturday, Newcastle Arsenal. Big one Monday. Spurs Chelsea. By the way, I've watched a couple of Newcastle games now that took place in Newcastle. Looks like yeah. the weather's just beautiful there. <laughs> Yeah, we are actually so you're like this. Our ODP teams are looking at going to Scotland, and we're going to spend a day in Newcastle. I hope it doesn't. I don't. It looks like that. That's going to be awful. I mean, it was just absolutely teeming down with yeah. rain in that game. Yeah, which is terrible. Never seen rain quite like that. <laughs> All right, free kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club, and actually. Uh, as this this will drop on Friday uh, Friday night, I'll be attending the Illinois Soccer Hall of Fame uh, wow. banquet. Uh, we have two green white players that are being inducted this year: uh, Joe Fillion, who played for the mm-hmm. New York Cosmos, uh, but started his career with Green White, and also Marcus Luxgang, who played. Uh, at Indiana was the Herman Award yep. winner several times, wow. um, and is uh, was on my team as a uh, up until like age twelve, and played with mm. my brother. But he is also getting into the uh, Soccer Hall of Fame uh, in Illinois. So, congrats to those two guys, and congrats to the Green White Soccer Club. Go to greenwhitesoccer.org to find out more about uh, the club. Uh, we have some people to thank. We need to thank our executive producer, Tony Lasano with Opie Shows. Uh, Tony has produced now nearly 200 shows for this. Uh, we've got some special things planned. We're getting yep. close to our 200th episode. Uh, we also need to thank our uh, uh, 
Ed Silla, who is the distributor of the show of the Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to another place, and that's radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?